Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast every 5 a.m. Eastern time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you'll hear my Let's Ride podcast, and you might be sitting there listening. You might be driving. You might be walking. You might be running. I don't know what you do when you listen to me, and you might be saying, wow, for a Wednesday morning show... Normally when Jeff's doing his live stuff, this sounds a lot better. The sound quality is a lot better. I'm going to tell you why it sounds a lot better. I'm pretty angry why it sounds a lot better. So at 7.30, I get on the phone. I'm doing my locker room app. It's every Tuesday night. Everything seems to be going as as planned. Everything's going according to plan. People are chiming in. And I'm saying things like, hey, if you're listening live on Locker Room, go ahead and put in a speaker request. Love to talk to you about the Steelers. And nothing. I'm thinking, wow, this is weird. Like, normally people are chiming in. Uh, Nonetheless, I continue, and I'm diving into the Twitter mailbag, as my ride-or-die crew never lets me down in that regard. And I'm waiting, and still no one's talking. Okay, get through 15 minutes. Hit a break. People will probably talk in the second half. That's my guess. People will talk in the second half. So, second half rolls around to the show. I start talking. No one's chiming in. I'm I'm running out of Twitter questions at this point. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. I can't believe these people are just sitting here listening and not talking about the Steelers. The whole point is to talk with me about the Steelers. It's the whole point of the app. 
And then finally, someone chimes in in the discussion part and says, uh, is the show started yet? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you have got to be kidding me. You literally have to be kidding me. I just spent 15 minutes of my life doing a show, a show that I thought was pretty good, by the way, talking to myself like I normally do three days a week. And so I chime in like, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing the show, man. I mean, no, like, uh, we do, we can't hear you. Like we got nothing. So I try unplugging the mic, plugging it back in nothing. So I finish it up and I end the room and thinking, okay, I'll get my recording. We'll see where we finished off. No, nothing. Something must be going on with the app. Something must be going on with the app. But that means that my locker room was basically for not this week. I mean, I did it, but I kind of didn't do it because I wasn't able to talk with anyone. That drives me absolutely insane. And so here I am. I'm going old school. I shouldn't say old school. It's I'm just going Monday, Friday, Jeff. It's the same way I do it every Monday and Friday. But still, we're going to talk about things for my ride or die crew that hit me up with questions. I didn't submit the the tweet. I totally forgot about it. Things have been kind of crazy here in Jeff Hartman world. And I totally forgot about submitting the uh I, I totally forgot about submitting the question the, the putting the tweet out there. So my apologies, but I did get a lot of, of questions. We're gonna get to every single one. We're gonna answer them, and hopefully you all enjoy that. But with that said, I want I wanna go over a couple things. I I wanna go over a couple things. So the Steelers and the NFL got some news today. The news that they received was that the 17 game schedule was officially approved. And honestly, this is not breaking news. If you have a brain in between your ears and you pay attention, you knew that the NFL was going to approve the 17 game schedule. You knew they were going to cut back on the preseason and that's exactly what happened. But there's a couple caveats to this that I wanted to go over. So not only is there a 17th game, but now the preseason has been cut down by one. Now the Steelers were supposed to have five because they play the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. So they will have a very traditional four preseason games this upcoming preseason they're they're gonna lose one i'm not sure which one that is they haven't released the preseason schedule or anything like that but they're gonna lose one but here's another interesting tidbit so when the last preseason game is done it used to be you got to cut your players and you got to get ready for the first week that's not going to be the case. They're giving the players a week in between the preseason and the regular season. So that's almost like an extra bye week to get yourself ready. I'm not sure how this is going to impact. The Steelers are going to be able to really function on a regular four preseason game schedule, meaning the third game could be, you know, the the last dress rehearsal, as we always call it. And they'll be able to kind of go as status quo. Now, one thing we don't know, and I said this to Dave Schofield today on the Slack channel when the news was announced, was basically, hey, I'm curious as to are they going to change the rules for when they have to make their roster cuts. It normally is the final preseason game is on a Thursday. They have to make that decision by Saturday at noon. Are they going to give them more time? How does that change things? We don't know yet. Now, for those that wonder about the 17th regular season game, they have paired up two divisions, one from the NFC, one from the AFC, and the first place teams will play one another, second place teams will play one another, so on and so forth. This year, it's the NFC West is paired up with the AFC North. Now, the NFL has also said that in 2021, the first year that they're doing the 17th game, the AFC will be the home team. So every single NFC team in this 
interconference exchange will be the visiting team. So for the Steelers in 2021, the Seattle Seahawks will be coming to Heinz Field. Last time they did that was in 2019, and that's the game where Ben Roethlisberger injured his elbow. Nonetheless, I'm not sure if the NFC West and AFC North are going to be paired up again in 2022, and it's just going to be flipped because next year, in 2022, the AFC will be the visiting team, and they will be traveling in that 17th game. A lot of fans have asked me on Twitter, does this mean that this will be the last game of the season? And the answer to that is we don't know, but I would say no. Typically, the NFL likes to throw a divisional game in the last week of the season to make it more meaningful. They hope to have that win-and-get-in situation where they can really pump that up on primetime on Sunday Night Football in the last week of the season. The season schedule will not be released until mid to late May, so we'll know more then. That'll be well after the NFL draft. Until then, that's all we know at this time, and that is the Seattle Seahawks will be coming to Heinz Field at some point in 2021 to make uh, to complete the 17-game schedule. That wasn't the only news, though. That was not the only news, though, on Tuesday. On Tuesday, the Steelers made two additions to the roster. One, we knew, it was rumored, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com wrote this story, and we had it up for well over 24 hours before it became official. And then they, uh, they added another player, and really, literally, no one on Behind the Steel Curtain's staff or Slack channel you had ever even heard of. First was Rashad Coward, not Cower, like Bill Cower, Coward, C-O-W-A-R-D. He was a defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears that was turned into an offensive guard. Matt Nagy turned him into an offensive guard, and he actually played pretty well. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict, who watches a lot more film than I do, is not impressed with him. He said that eh, he's not that great. Nonetheless, he's a new addition to the Steelers. Also, this was the Tuesday. No one knew who this guy was. I think it's Kalen or, or Callen Ballage. I'm not sure. Let me read you a little bit about this. This is the article that Dave Schofield wrote for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com in regards to the addition of the running back, Ballage. Drafted in the fourth round of the 2018 NFL Draft, Ballage spent two seasons in Miami where he appeared in 24 games while starting six. After rushing for 191 yards on 36 carries with one touchdown his rookie season, Ballage got an increase in rushes while decreasing his yardage in his second season. With 74 carries for 135 yards and three touchdowns, Ballage averaged less than two yards a carry his second season with the Dolphins before landing on IR in December. He was traded to the New York Jets at the end of training camp in 2020. Ballage appeared in three games in week two through four, where he had three carries for 13 yards. Released by the Jets following their week four game, Ballage landed on the Chargers practice squad. After being elevated once for week nine, Ballage was signed to the active roster prior to the week 10 game and stayed on the 53-man roster for the remainder of the season. In eight games with the Chargers, Ballage started two and had 88 carries for 290 yards and three touchdowns along with 20 receptions for 99 yards. There you go. In case you're wondering what kind of player the Steelers got, I would say not much. We'll put it that way. Not much. (laughs) Uh, I hate to put it that way, but that's just the truth. I mean, you look at that, and there's a lot of people that are wondering, well, what does this kind of mean for the Steelers? What does this mean? Does this mean they're not going to draft a running back? They just picked up a running back. Are they they not going to get out of here? If you think that the addition of Callen or Kalen Ballage is going to stop the Steelers from drafting a running back, you're nuts. 
you are out of your mind. There's no way that a player like this, who has basically done nothing in the National Football League, is going to have any bearing on the Steelers' plans for the rest of free agency or the 2021 NFL Draft at all. So forget about it. It's not going to matter. Trust me. These type of acquisitions are the type of acquisitions that are typical off-season roster moves. They don't mean much, and because they don't mean much, they typically don't make the team. So don't read too much into this because I'm not reading too much into this. So let's get things started with the topic. The topic at hand and what I want to talk about was kind of connecting the dots with all these Steelers moves. The Steelers have made a lot of moves this offseason. You might not realize it, but think about this. You know, you talk about Cam Sutton, Zach Banner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Wormley, Miles Killebrew, Joe Haig, BJ Finney, Cassius Marsh, Ray Ray McLeod, Marcus Allen, JC Hasnauer, Robert Spillane. Now, those last four, they were just kind of retained, but still. They bring in Coward, Ballage. They signed Jordan Berry. Blech. Can't believe they did that. We'll get to that in a second. Still, though, they, they bring in all these guys. And you think about the positions, you know, offensive line, defensive line, secondary, uh, linebacker, running back, receiver. What does it mean? Like, Let's connect these dots here. What's, what's the picture? Everyone remembers the old connect the dot pictures where you just had to connect all the dots and all of a sudden you look like, oh, I see that. that that's a big star. Or that's a, that's a, a, a basketball or a soccer ball, whatever it is. Let's connect the dots here. What is the picture? The picture to me is it's giving the Steelers all these acquisitions that they've made so far, it's giving them freedom. No, not, you know, Independence Day freedom. It's giving them the freedom to be able to approach the 2021 NFL draft without one or two positions in mind that they have to get. We've seen this happen before. Artie Burns, Terrell Edmonds, they come to mind first. I know there's others, but those are the two that come to mind first, where they had seemed like they were so enamored with a position that they ignored best player available. And they were so focused that this was the highest rated player they had at that position. We all remember, we all remember the news when William Jackson the third. William Jackson the third, he's the one that gets picked by the Bengals, and then all of a sudden. They seem like the Steelers just freak out and they just have a knee jerk reaction. And who's the next guy on the board? Who is it? Uh, it's Artie Burns. Who? Artie Burns. Just go. Just do it. That's what it felt like. I don't think the Steelers are going to have to have that type of reaction this year. I feel like the Steelers are going to be able to go into this draft and say, we can kind of sit back and we can kind of have the freedom to say, okay, who's the best player right now? Is it a tackle? Great. Running back? Okay receiver even sure cornerback they have you can run the gambit i think there's probably only two positions maybe two positions maybe that the steelers would say we're gonna pass because we just don't need that player safety comes to mind you have terrell edmonds and and minka fitzpatrick there i just don't think they need a safety also is is quarterback i unless a quarterback we're talking one of the big five slips all the way to the Steelers at 24. That's the only way that I think they would consider taking a quarterback. If they're going to take a quarterback, they're going to trade up. They're not just going to sit back and wait. Uh, I know that they did that in 2004 with Roethlisberger, but they had the 11th pick, not the 24th pick. So for me, I look at this and say, 
the Steelers moves that they've made so far, it gives them the freedom to literally take the best player available. It gives them the opportunity to just say, we're going to sit back and we're going to take the best player who's on the board. Whoever it is, whoever it is, maybe it's Najee Harris of Alabama, or maybe it's um, uh, an offensive tackle or a Creed Humphrey, a center. It doesn't matter. It gives them the flexibility. It gives them the freedom to kind of do whatever they feel is best for the organization, taking the best player available. And to be honest with you, as Steeler fans, we couldn't ask for more. Look, the majority of the players, I shouldn't say the majority, a lot of these players I named, Coward, Ballage, there's a good chance they don't even make the team. I don't think, I still to this day don't think that Hasnauer and B.J. Finney make this team. One of them's going to go. But still, the Steelers have the opportunity in this draft to really just sit back and say, maybe the best player available at 24 is an outside linebacker. Okay, that's great. Let's take him. That'd be fine. And I'm fine with that. You should be fine with that too. The moves they made were strategic. They know what they're doing. I'm going to trust them in this regard. And I think you should trust them too. We do have a lot of questions to get to in this mailbag. It's not going to be the live mailbag, not live on locker room, at least not recorded. I was there, but it didn't work out if you listen to the beginning of the podcast. So when we come back after this break, I'm going to answer all those questions and we're going to get some stuff off our chest. Stay tuned. Be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. And the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I always do on Tuesday, I send out a tweet and I say, hey, you know what we got to do? We need to get some questions for the mailbag segment. And even though it was late, I totally forgot. There's a lot of stuff going on in Jeff Hartman's world right now. And... I just totally forgot. It completely slipped my mind. I normally send this tweet out around 11 o'clock, and I didn't send it out till 6, right before dinner time for my family. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot the Twitter. I forgot the Twitter. They, you all still pulled through. It's almost like you were waiting for it. I love I love my ride or die crew. You are the best. Let's get this thing started. Boss Tony says, who do you see as the day one starting center? Current roster versus potential draft pick. I got to be honest. If they take center at in pick number 24, that better be their day one starter because they've had opportunities. Now, between now and the draft, could they sign someone? Maybe. I don't think they're going to sign anyone. Could they acquire someone? Maybe. But it's going to probably have to be a trade. And I talked about that on previous podcasts. But if they're going to say at number 24, we're going to take X player or Y player, doesn't matter, then I think it's important to know that I don't think that B.J. Finney 
or J.C. Hassenauer or anyone else that they think can snap the ball is good enough to be their starter. So maybe they go after someone like Landon Dickerson, or maybe it's Creed Humphrey, and there's a couple other centers that are out there. I know the Georgia center is a decent one. They better be ready to start. That's all I'm going to say, unless they make a trade or do something like that. Brian Haynes says, do you think the Steelers will offer Connor and or Big Al, talking about James Connor and Alejandro Villanueva, a contract, and, and do you think that Stefan Tua gets an extension now that the 17th game is finalized? Let's start with your first part there, Brian. I don't think that James Connor is going to be back. I just feel like between the Steelers and him, They've kind of just said we've we've been through this enough, and let's let's let you, James, find a, a new home wherever that is. Uh, and they have also said, you know, let's we need to start fresh as well. It will, Big Al, I, I could see him coming back more than Connor, but even then, you think about Zach Banner was signed back, Chuksakorafor is still there. I don't even know how Alejandro Villanueva Villanueva would fit unless they bring him back and say, we want you to start at left tackle again, and we're going to have a core form banner battle it out for right tackle, just like they did in 2020. That's the only way that I see them coming back, or him coming back. I know there's been reports that the Steelers told Villanueva, don't put your house on the market. I just don't know what they're waiting for. He's still a free agent. It's still an option. But if they're going to do it, they have to create space, which comes to your second point. And that's to it getting an extension. I don't think to it gets an extension because he just signed that contract a few years ago. I think if anything, he's going to get a reworked contract. And now that the 17th game has been officially put in there, the Steelers should have some flexibility in regards to the financial aspect of those and trying to figure out exactly what's going on and how they're going to work this in terms of the framework of the deal. They know that now I think is when you could see them make some money or free up some money doing that. West Virginia, West Virginia Ken says, knowing what we know right now with the current roster, who's on the O-line? And he says, bonus points if no answer is Chooks. He's not a fan of a core for. Okay. Sorry, Ken, but here's my guess. If they don't bring back Villanueva, if they don't do anything like that, I think that right now, what we know now, the starting left tackle would be a core for. Left guards, Dotson. Center, oh, Lord help me, but it's probably B.J. Finney. Right guard is DeCastro. Right tackle is probably Banner. That's probably your starting five right now. If they get a left tackle in the first round, then maybe that changes everything. If they get a starting center, that changes everything. So, But that's who I have right now. Not crazy about it either. I know that you said bonus points if there's no chooks, but right now there's no way you can't put chooks in there. He's the, the most experienced tackle, starting tackle probably on the entire roster. Because you think about Banner, but Banner hasn't started a lot. So think about it that way. Jesse Hale, he's been a long-time listener. He follows me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter too, at jhartman underscore P-I-T. He says, <laughs> this makes me chuckle. Will the Steelers retire number four when Jordan Berry decides to hang it up? I, you knew I was going to have to talk about this, folks. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, whether it's the Steelers preview, which is on Thursday nights live on YouTube and on Facebook, or you can hear it on Friday afternoon on our audio side, I can't stand Jordan Berry. This is nothing about him as an individual or as a man. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a great husband. I don't know if he's a father, but if he is, I'm sure he's great. This is just him as a punter. And I just think that Jordan Berry is awful as a punter. In last season, he couldn't even win the job out of training camp. They bring in Dustin Colquitt. He can't do the job, which that says a 
everything you need to know about Colquitt. They bring Jordan Berry back, and when he came back, he actually performed well. I want to make that very clear. I'm giving him credit where credit is due. He performed well. And I'm thinking, wow, the Jordan Berry, was this like the kind of the motivation that he needed to kind of turn it around? And then it just started to tank. And my theory on this is I think Jordan Berry doesn't punt well in cold weather. He's from Australia. You know, they don't deal with the cold like they do in Pittsburgh. And I just felt like you're you're thinking about, man, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Jordan Berry is just a kind of a fair weather punter. I'm not sure, but he's just not consistent enough for me. That's what I can't stand about Jordan Berry. So no, Jesse, they're not going to retire number four when he hangs it up. That's like Morgan Burnett recently retired from the NFL, and he spent that one dreadful year in Pittsburgh, which was riddled with injuries, and that's the reason why Terrell Edmonds started as a rookie. And I said, oh, is he going to retire a Steeler? Joking, sarcasm. All right, the Dwayne Train says, who is your favorite running back from this draft class? Now, this is a tough question. Because there's my favorite running back, and then there's the running back that I think is the best fit for Pittsburgh. My favorite running back, and it let's come down, it comes down to the big three. Najee Harris from Alabama, Travis Etienne from Clemson, and Javante Williams from North Carolina. And so when you're thinking about those three running backs, you're like, okay, who's my favorite? My favorite running back is Javante Williams. I love watching this kid play. You watch his film, you watch his highlights, talk about contact balance. He runs hard. He runs with an aggression. He does not tiptoe through the tulips. When I was in middle school, we used to have a football coach who used to yell at our – we had a Victor Williams. I doubt he's listening to this podcast, but maybe he is. He's a Steeler fan. He would be – he was huge. I mean, he's a giant of a, of a kid for 7th and 8th grade. And he would just kind of never really hit the hole hard. And my coach would yell, come on, Victor, quit tiptoeing through the tulips. And so – Javante Williams does not tiptoe through the tulips. Let me put it that way. He does not. He runs hard. I love watching him play, but I don't think he's the best fit for Pittsburgh. If he was picked by Pittsburgh just like Najee Harris, I think they'd be fine because they're good, well-rounded running backs. They also catch the ball well out of the backfield. I think Travis Etienne is the best fit for Matt Canada, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think if he's there, they very well might take him at number 24, and I would be absolutely okay with that. Totally okay with that. All right, Joey Bag of Donuts, and he's a friend of the show. He says, when can I buy a Coward Power shirt? And he's referring to the addition of Rashad Coward. You know, I'll tell you this, when he, when he makes the team, if he makes the team and if he contributes, we'll look into that. For sure, we will look into that because that would be pretty cool. Lori, longtime listener, says, thoughts on the running back just signed by the Steelers? Is this more of a depth signing? I said it earlier, I'll say it again. I don't see Kalen or Callan Ballage doing anything for the Steelers this year. I would be absolutely stunned. This is one of those additions where he's probably making the league minimum for however many years he's been in the National Football League. And the Steelers are looking at it like, hey, you got to make the team to make some money. And we don't even, you know, we're not guaranteeing you anything. It's kind of like the Dwayne Haskins contract. Like Dwayne Haskins, everyone's talking about him. And I've always said he's the wild card. But there's no risk involved for the Steelers. Just like this edition of Ballage, there's no risk here. He's got to make the team, and if he does that, he's going to surprise a lot of people. 
I expect the Steelers to add to the running back room in the draft at some point or another. I don't expect Ballage to make the team because if he's going to make it, that's Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell Jr. or Anthony McFarlane are going to be gone, and I just don't see that happening for any of those players. So sadly, Laurie, to answer your question, I don't see him as being anything more than a depth signing. All right, let's go to Zibs. He says, with the recent movements in the offensive line, do you think offensive tackle is still a round one priority? What about center now that all the top free agents are gone? I've said it. I've said it a million times. If a center is there that they think can start from day one, you take them. I think that's huge. It's going to be really, really key for the Steelers. I just don't know if there's a center that's worthy of being taken right there at number 24 in the first round. And then you have offensive tackle, and that position group is extremely deep in this NFL draft class. You can get good tackles in rounds two and three still. Two preferably. So if you're going to take a tackle at 55, if you take a center at 24 in the first round that you really, really like, and he can start on day one, and then you get tackle in round two, I think that every Steeler fan would say, hey, I'm not going to complain about that because the Steelers need offensive line depth for sure. But like you said, Zibs, the the free agent center class is basically all dried up. I don't think they're going to add anyone as a free agent acquisition, if they're going to add anyone, I think it's going to be in a trade. They'd have to find a team that has a backup, find a team that has a starter that they're just trying to add some some draft picks and they're looking to dump a guy, a dump a veteran roster, and you say, hey, we'll make a trade and pick them up that way. All right, Donnie Del Zotto says, favorite non-Hall of Fame Steelers player. This is a tough one. I'm trying to think about guys that probably even if they've recently retired, are still not going to be a Hall of Fame player. Because you know, I, I could easily say, well, Ben Roethlisberger, but we all know Ben's going to get in when his time comes. So the, my favorite non-Hall of Fame Steelers player, and I think about a player that probably never will get in either, I'm going to go back to the mid-'90s, and I'm going to say Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd, because you know, Kevin Green, you know, they were tremendous together, those bookend pass rushers. Kevin Green made it. May he rest in peace. He made it into the Hall of Fame. I don't think Greg Lloyd's ever going to have the numbers to do that. And they never won a Super Bowl or anything like that. Greg Lloyd for sure. And sadly, if I were to give you an offensive one, as this breaks my heart to say it, I don't think also that I don't think Heinz Ward's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people are more optimistic than me with this, and they think that Heinz Ward is going to make it. I hope he does. I really hope he does. I just don't see it happening. So, Donnie, to answer your question, I'll go with defense. Greg Lloyd from the 90s. Offense, I'll go with Heinz Ward. Bredicus, last question. He says, which Steelers player who left for free agency has the best rest of their career? Which one did you miss the most? Had the best rest of their career. So, I'm, I'm assuming this, I'm reading this correctly, is that which one will have the best career from here on out? And I have to be honest, if you're looking at Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Alo Alu's back, so I can cross him off that list. Matt Filer, Ola Denye, and Steven Nelson, even though he wasn't a free agent loss, he's still no longer on the team. I'm going to go with, I think Bud Dupree has a lot left in the tank. I think that he's a player that if you put him in the right scheme, put him on the right team, I'm not sure if Tennessee is that team, because sometimes Dupree and Jadavian Clowney kind of look similar when they play, not physical features, but then when they play, they kind of look similar. Um, I think that Dupree could, if he's in a good situation, really, really show some show something mike hilton seems like he's a niche player and i don't know if cincinnati is that niche for him which one will i miss the most that's a good question i think 
I think Hilton, the Steelers are going to miss the most. Maybe not me individually, but Hilton, the Steelers are going to miss the most because Hilton did a lot that no one else can do. Not from the cornerback position. We're talking about blitzing, run, playing and, and run defense along the line of scrimmage. He was so good in the box. Not every player, not every cornerback can do that. So there you go. My ride or die crew, you all never let me down. You never let me down. So even on a night where I basically had to record two shows at once, ugh, it, it still happened. Um, even though I had to do two shows at once in uh, one night, you all are there to bail me out, and I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully next Tuesday I'll be back on Locker Room and everything will be working and it'll be fine. Uh, but until then, I appreciate everyone for spending the time with me today. Remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, follow us, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. If you're an iTunes user, go into iTunes and search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, really anywhere you can do that. But if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Give us a good comment. I'd love to see what you all think about the platform, not just my show, but the platform in general, because we really do appreciate it, and it does help with our exposure. I'll be back on Friday to talk about all the latest things with the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting you ready for the weekend and an Easter weekend at that. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Friday. Take care. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.